Back whenever I was a college chaplain for the first three years of my priesthood, one of the things that we did, especially in South Louisiana, was we heard a lot of confessions. Pretty much before every 9 p.m., we had a mass at 9 p.m. and 6 p.m. mass, we would hear about 30 confessions, just kind of in the nature of the beast. And kind of with these confessions and just with the ministry and working with these young people and especially entering the, the Navy, one of the things that I've kind of realized is one of the largest struggles for human beings this day and age, and perhaps throughout all of humanity, all of human history, just read the Old Testament, is the struggle with chastity. The struggle to kind of maintain sexual purity has always been a constant fight, especially amongst men, this day and age, and for all ages. We look at today's day and age, and that's kind of a, a common theme, even in the news, just kind of all the different the, time, the, the different times that word, that, that three-letter word that begins with an S and ends in an X, is mentioned over and over and over again. It's a very, very common thing that we see. And it kind of makes us, as Catholics, look a little bit silly. We who, who strive and uphold and kind, of, and kind of look as a model as, of Jesus, a man of prime chastity, a man who was celibate, a man who, who maintained his chastity throughout his life, and Mary who is the ever-virgin, who is the model of chastity. Those images seem a little bit strange in light of today's culture, making it extra difficult for people like us to continue to maintain our own personal chastity. It can be very, very difficult because we can't count on the accountability of the culture to keep us in check. The culture, rather, has kind of given in to the fight and kind of surrendered and just kind of quit. So the question is then, how is it that you and I kind of maintain that purity that Jesus, that Mary, that the Lord is calling us to this day and age in a culture that doesn't really accept that? And that was, it's always been a tough question and tough thing for, for me to answer as a priest. I mean, we know the theory, we know what we should do. Everybody knows what you should do. But the path to getting there has always been a bit of a challenge. Fortunately, this gospel, I think, points us in the right direction. What this gospel shows us is that if you and I want to maintain purity, if we want to be chaste, if we want to live like Mary, if we want to live like Joseph, if we want to live like Jesus, we need to aim for the stars. We need to look at the stars for direction if you and I are actually properly to maintain our physical integrity in today's day and age. Now, what do I mean whenever I say that? I mean that if we look at the stars, we see a variety of different colors. In the stars, there's three main colors. The first one that we kind of see, the one that's very common, is a red burning star. Red is, the, for, the, for red, the star is a, very, is a very common color, but it's a star, it's a dying star, it's a weak star. It's a star that doesn't emit very much light. Well, the irony is, in today's day and age, that's how we perceive lust, Lust, think of Valentine's Day, is a very red color. We portray it in the color red. Red is kind of like the ultimate eyes and the ultimate kind of color of passion, the color of, of our instincts, the color of, of, of whatnot. And it makes it seem like it's ultimately the red path that gives us the most fun. It's the red path that gives us the most enjoyment. It's the red kind of, you know, the red Ferrari, the red Carvette, the red, the red dress, the red, you know, kind of it caps our eyes and kind of draws us in into this kind of idea of lust. And, but the reality is if we look at the stars, believe it or not, it's not red that burns the brightest, but actually other colors instead. 
The other color that burns brighter than red, ironically, is white. White is very often what you and I would typify and what you and I would call the color of purity. See, we often see white as a very delicate color, something that you and I easily stain, something that actually drives our parents crazy because they're trying to get out those all the, you know, the spaghetti, the meat sauce stains that we get on there whenever we, whenever we eat spaghetti. Like, some that's very easily tainted, some that's easily tarnished. And we can easily see purity in that. We can see our chastity as some that's very easily tarnished. Some that's very easily ruined. Some that can be very easily damaged. But Jesus in today's gospel points us to a different direction. Jesus, instead of saying, hey, instead of looking at white as a delicate fabric, look at white as light. Look at today's gospel. Today's gospel is all about the transfiguration, where Jesus leads his disciples up Mount Tabor, which is an incredible hike. Mount Tabor is no joke. It is indeed a mountain to be summited. And so they go up this incredible hike, and makes this incredible journey, and he goes before them, and he reveals himself in his glory. And he shows us ultimately what it means to have and and glow and be truly pure, and that is to have his his clothes burn white, not as as Clorox bleach, not as like fresh cotton, but white as light. That's what it says in the gospel. White as light, which ironically is a hotter burning star than red. You see, that's the problem with lust. The problem with lust is not that it burns too hot, but that it doesn't burn hot enough. It is not passionate enough. It doesn't lead to enough enough drive. It doesn't lead to enough focus. It doesn't lead to enough devotion. If you want passion, if you want drive, if you want joy, it lies in purity. It doesn't lie in lust. So then what's the question then? You and I probably have all kind of experienced, all right, well, what is, how do I maintain that whiteness? How do I maintain that light? Because there are times whenever we don't really feel all that motivated. There are times whenever we don't really feel all that dedicated to maintaining kind of our integrity, to maintaining our life, to continue to to drive and push and continue to be holy. There can be a real difficult struggle. We can get discouraged. We can get sad. We can get depressed. Whatever. These things might affect us. So then what's the answer? How do we choose the path of white versus the path of red? How do we choose the path of, 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 of a bright burning star versus the path of a dying star? And that is to look at the brightest of the stars. The brightest, hottest burning of the stars is neither white nor red, but blue. A blue burning star is the hot, hottest burning star in the universe. But the question then is, what does that mean in the spiritual life? My dear friends, for the past 2,000 years, you and I have been depicting Mary, our mother, as a kind of blue figure, as a woman who wears a mantle of blue. And I don't think this is by chance. I think it's to remind us and to correlate us to realize that the brightest burning of the stars, the one who glorifies God the most, the one who has maintained her integrity the greatest, is our blessed mother, our blessed mother Mary. My friends, that's our call. If we want to stay chaste in today's day and age, which rejects chastity full on, if we want to burn bright like the stars, if we want to be like Jesus in the Gospels, if we want to be transfigured at the end of time with Him and maintain our integrity and maintain our chastity and maintain our purity, it's going to be by turning to Our Lady. And how do we do that? 
It's a very easy thing this Lent. Pray the rosary. Praying the rosary is where you and I take our, our, our burnt out, tired, weak souls and allow the fire of the Blessed Virgin Mary to remind us who we are. Sons and daughters of God. Men and women after His heart. Men and women called to something greater than simply settling for what we have available to us, which is the world, what the world is constantly asking you and I to do. So my friends, this Lent, as we meditate, especially this week, on the transfiguration, may we learn to burn bright like the stars by turning to our Blessed Mother and relying on her to ignite our souls.